Welcome to the Undercurrent Podcast. I'm your host, Liana Lumawig, life coach, surfer, and ex-corporate girl living in Bali. I've been in unfulfilling jobs and relationships that used to drain my energy and confidence to the point where I was miserable. If you can relate, this podcast is for you. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to stay stuck and settle for anything less than what makes you happy. You can choose how to work, love, and live on your terms. And this podcast will show you how. Let's dive in. Do you ever have this feeling at the end of the day that you could have been more productive, that you could have done more, or maybe you didn't do what you actually wanted to do? Or maybe you just feel unsatisfied with how your day went. I know this feeling all too well. I've wrestled with productivity my whole life. And some days I feel on fire and super accomplished. And other days I just feel guilty for how unproductive I was. It felt pretty bad in the past. Back in my nine to five days, I'd get to the office and I'd have this to-do list in front of me. Like, okay, I'm ready to do this. I'm going to check things off. But at the end of the day, it seemed like the list was longer than when the day started. And it seemed like everyone else around me had their shit together except for me. And that made me feel helpless and out of control and like I didn't belong. Of course, part of this was just me being too hard on myself because I did get some things done. I also just expected a lot from myself. I can talk more about that in another episode, but in today's episode, I'm going to talk about the 10 productivity tips I now use to get more things done. Tip number one is I plan my week using the urgent and important matrix. You might have seen this from the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, but it's something that you know I've been using and it's been really helping me be more productive and stay on task during my week. So it's a matrix that has uh, four boxes. So these are the four categories. You have urgent and important. So these are my priorities and I do them right away. We also have not urgent and important. I schedule these for later in the week, but make sure that I get them done, but they just don't need to be done today or tomorrow. I also have not important and urgent. These are things that I might consider delegating to my assistants or asking my partner for help with, um, and not urgent and not important. These are things where it's just like, I think I need to do these, but when I really analyze it, I don't need to do this at all. So I just get rid of it. If it shows up again later, you know, maybe I can reconsider, but for now I only focus on the first three. So here's how I organize it the steps that I use to prioritize my tasks. The first one is I list everything down that I want to get done for the week. So I've got personal, a personal list like groceries, getting my nails done, um, you know, responding to personal emails and texts and things that take a little bit more time. And then I also have the professional lists, like things like recording this podcast, sending you guys email newsletters, and things with my coaching clients. I color coordinate everything that's on the list, right? Before putting them in the matrix. So 
Um, for urgent and important, I have blue. For not urgent and important, I have orange. For urgent and not important, I use pink. And not urgent and not important, I use yellow. So I take a look at these colored tasks and I just put like little boxes right next to them. And I schedule all the urgent and important tasks in the beginning of the week. So Monday and Tuesday. And I take a look at any yellow, which is non-urgent and non-important. And I just cross those off. It's like, you know what? Maybe they'll show up next time, but I don't really need to focus on this right now. I will see if getting groceries is something, if it's a busy week, is something my partner can do. So that is important, but not urgent. And I will schedule important and non-urgent tasks, right? So these are things that I definitely want to get done. They don't need to be done right now, but they should be done this week. So I have like a daily plan based on these colors, right? Blue first, orange second, pink third, etc. That's how I schedule my week. The second tip is time blocking, right? So time blocking is a time management method that helps you divide your day into blocks of time, right? So each block is dedicated to accomplishing a specific task or a group of tasks, right? So you can take each task and assign a time frame. So how this works with um, my urgent and important tasks, I'll take a look at these tasks and I'll go, okay, it takes you know, 30 minutes to an hour to record a podcast. So I'll put that on my calendar from, you know, eight to 9 a.m. If I know that it's 8.30 in the morning and I haven't started, I know I'm already behind. So this is a good way to keep you accountable and to really honor the meetings that you set for yourself. I use these on really busy days when I know I gotta get a lot done and when I know I've gotta prioritize. It really helps me get real with the tasks that I do commit to, and it helps me not overcommit as well. So the third tip is to master your workflow. So I've got a creative process for things like making this podcast episode or creating a workshop. And I noticed that when I tried to do it all in one sitting, it didn't work for me. I would just sit there and feel stuck. Um, so for me, I had to create a process that was a multi-day process that just flows better for me, right? For me, I noticed that sometimes it takes a while for ideas to form. Sometimes it takes, you know, you sleeping on it overnight and then you get some clarity the next day. Like this podcast episode that I'm recording right now, for example, I started the brainstorming process for this episode at the end of last week, and now it's the beginning of this week, and I had the weekend to kind of think about it, and it really started to flow better without me having to put much effort into it, right? Just creating space to let my thoughts marinate works for me. So if you've got a creative process or something that takes multiple steps that you might need to create for yourself, you might gain inspiration from my steps. So here they are. The first step is I brainstorm, then I kind of organize my thoughts or categorize them. I outline everything. I create a rough draft. Something, you know, doesn't have to be grammatically correct or anything, just everything on paper or typed out. Then I sit on it overnight or over the weekend. I come back, I make some edits, 
And then I kind of skim through again or I read it through, make a couple of small edits here and there, and, and then finalize it. So if you're feeling stuck with certain tasks or a project, maybe you can try to create a process for your work that flows for you. The fourth tip that I want to share is the Pomodoro method. So this is helpful for you if you like to work in chunks of time. Right, so this is actually named after a tomato timer, like one of those kitchen timers, because pomodoro means tomato in Italian. Right, so the concept of this is you work for 25 minutes. So you set the timer for 25 minutes. And when you're done, you take a five minute break. So that's 30 minute blocks of time. You can use your phone or there are apps. And the beauty of working in this way is that you're less tempted to distract yourself because you know exactly when you're going to take your next break. So you can check your social media then for five minutes. You can go to the bathroom. You can take a walk around. Um, and it's really just helpful for you to just stay accountable to your work if you have a timer going. So the fifth tip is the support squad. So you don't have to do everything on your own. And I've also got a podcast episode. I think it's episode number 14, the dark side of doing everything on your own, if you want to check that out. But for the support squad, I want you to think about who in your life can impact how productive you are and how you feel every day, right? Is it your partner, your parents, your kids, your coworkers, boss, your friends? List all the ways that they can help you be successful, how you can feel supported by these people and write out a list for each person, and then communicate to them what you need from them. So for me, I told my partner Mario that I just need a schedule with him, right? He likes eating dinner later. And I noticed that I was eating dinner later because of him, but I'm a member of the early dinner club, right? I like eating dinner at 5 p.m. or earlier, right? So that doesn't always work for us, right? Because he works in European time, which is later on in the day. I like working early. I like waking up early, you know? And so I said, look, we need certain days of the week where we can do our own thing. So we talked about it. And now we have a schedule on Mondays and Wednesdays. So on Mondays and Wednesdays, these are our own thing days, right? We work as late as we want without having to worry about the other person, we eat whenever we want. Uh, we can sleep in different rooms because Mario likes to sometimes watch Netflix before bed. I like to have no screen time. I like to meditate and wake up super early the next morning and do my routine. And I don't want to bother him or wake him up. Right? So that works for us. And we've also created some days like Thursdays where I asked Mario, you know, can we have dinner by 6 p.m.? Right? So he doesn't schedule any meetings after 6 p.m. So I don't have to eat late and we can still have dinners together. So this schedule really works for us and it helps me be productive because I have this structure and I feel supported by him collaborating with me on it. Tip number six is start with the hard thing first. Have you ever heard the term eat that frog? It's the title of a book by Brian Tracy, and what eating that frog means is to do the task you dread first before all other tasks. Once you've eaten your frog, 
did that hard thing, you know the worst is behind you. And maybe it'll give you some relief, right? So you'll be ready to take on the rest of your day with a positive mindset and not kind of dreading the task that you've just been putting off. Here are some example of frogs on my list that I like to do first. So creative work, like the stuff I talked about earlier, the things that are mentally hard to do that take a lot of brain power, right? Other things are um, emotionally hard work, work that makes me feel vulnerable or challenges my limiting beliefs. Like when I put myself out there on a video or just get out of my comfort zone, right? Challenging work that I've never done before, right? When you don't have experience doing something, sometimes it's just harder. And other things that I've been procrastinating or putting off. I know that the longer that I procrastinate on something, the heavier it gets. So if you want to learn more about how to tackle procrastination, uh, listen to episode 29 on procrastination, why we do it and how to stop in nine simple steps. Tip number seven is build habits and micro habits. So I talked about this in last week's episode, number 66. It's all about habits. And the point of building micro habits is to master the habit of showing up, right? When you show up first for the habit, you can start to improve it after. So as an example, you know, going to the gym for a lot of people, especially if you've been gone for a while is really hard right? You get there, you don't know what to do, you feel awkward, and then you work out, you get really sore, and then you stay away from the gym for a week or two because you're too sore, and then it's hard to come back again, right? Because you're just going in, doing the most, and then it's just kind of like this yo-yo experience. So instead, you can create a micro habit around it, right? Commit to going to the gym for five minutes. So James Clear says something like this, in his book, Atomic Habits. So he says, seriously, just go to the gym and leave after five minutes. And it works because when you make promises like this to yourself, it helps you build trust, right? Like that you're going to honor like these promises and you don't have to feel bad about it, right? What could also happen is that if you get to the gym and you end up staying longer than five minutes, you also win, right? So either option, you win. So the takeaway here is, let's say a habit is too hard to create from the start. You're going to be less likely to keep it up, right? To stay consistent. So start the habit first, keep it going, make it micro, and then you can optimize the habit, right? Five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, and so on. Tip number 10 is schedule time for breaks and do nothing time. So our brains have two modes here. The focused mode, which is what we use when we're doing things like learning something new, writing or working. And we also have diffuse mode, which is our more relaxed daydreamy mode when we're not thinking so hard, right? The diffuse mode activates old memories and it goes back and forth between the past, present and future. And recombines different ideas. But when you're focusing on too much stuff, right? You're using the focus mode too much. You're actually blocking access to diffuse mode, right? And diffuse mode, we need to be able to solve difficult problems. So the more we give ourselves space, right? The more we give ourselves space to daydream, relax, do nothing, stop focusing, which I know for a lot of us is hard to do, 
we give ourselves a chance to update information in our brain, right? We get access to deeper parts of ourselves, and we also enhance our problem-solving abilities, creativity, and decision-making abilities. Your brain needs breaks just like your body. So for me, I stare at a wall for 15 minutes to put my brain out of focus mode and into diffuse mode. I'll literally set my timer and I'll just sit and stare at the wall or watch the clouds. This helps me clear my mind and carry out my work a lot more effectively. Tip number nine is to hack your happy hormones. So doesn't it feel good when you get everything done that you want to get done in one day, right? Imagine that your house is clean, your to-do list is fully checked, you got your workout in, and you were able to connect with the people you love, and you've just got this sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. Like that is an amazing feeling. And it's something that we want every single day. You know, that's not realistic, right? Not every day can look like that. But for a lot of people, especially overachievers and perfectionists, um, we have this expectation that every day should be like this. And if it's not, then it wasn't a good day or there's disappointment or there's just this lack of feeling accomplished, right? So to hack your happy hormones, what I advise is to lower your expectations, right? Instead of having this like high bar for yourself every day, take it down a couple of notches. When you lower the bar a little bit and you accomplish everything on that list, you get that feeling of accomplishment, right? You get that surge of dopamine. So dopamine is a neurotransmitter that's responsible for these four things. Movement, it helps your body move and coordinate. Memory, it's involved in learning and creating your memories. Pleasure, it's the reward center and it triggers your feel-good hormones and motivation. You know, dopamine helps you uh, feel motivated to do the things that you want to do, right? So when you get that sense of accomplishment, you tap into your dopamine, your happy hormones, and it gives you more energy that you can carry out to do your tasks. And the more that you do this on a daily basis, the easier it'll get. And tip number 10 is just turn off your phone and put it in airplane mode and do this, you know, for all your other distractions, right? Eliminate your distractions, create friction between yourself and all of the things that will distract you. Give yourself an environment that is set up for focus and success. And as a bonus, bonus tip, this one is more on the emotional side. Regulate your emotions and manage your stress. Sometimes it's hard for me to just go straight into work. I've got to check in with myself to see where I'm at, physically, mentally, emotionally. If I'm stressed out or if I'm somewhere else, it's helpful for me to do something to meet myself, right? So I can bring myself to a place that feels ready to work and get shit done right? So if something's bothering me, I know that I'd probably be more productive if I processed it first and got some clarity around that issue versus going straight into a task and like ruminating about whatever was bothering me at the same time, right? It's just like the quality of work that I put out, even though I'm doing it, is just not as good. So one helpful way I do this is by 
journaling. I'll journal before my work day if it's a busy day and I'll say, okay, this is where I'm at. This is how I feel. This is what I'm excited about. This is what I'm worried about. I feel more grounded and in touch with myself and that helps me be more productive during the day. So those are the 10 tips plus one that I use to be more productive on a daily and weekly basis. So here they are again. Number one, use the urgent important matrix to plan your days and weeks. Number two, use time blocking and schedule tasks on your calendar. Number three, master your workflow for different types of work. Number four, use the Pomodoro method to work in chunks of time. Number five, build your support squad so you don't have to do everything on your own. Number six, start with the hard thing first and eat that frog. Number seven, build habits and micro habits. Number eight, schedule time for breaks and do nothing time. Number nine, hack your happy hormones by lowering your expectations. Number 10, turn your phone off or put it in airplane mode. And number 11, regulate your emotions and manage your stress. So I'd love to hear which one of these tips resonated with you the most. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at The Undercurrent Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Undercurrent Podcast. If we're not yet connected on Instagram, give me a follow at Liana Lumawig and at The Undercurrent Podcast. For more tips on how to design your life on your terms, or if you'd like to reach out, visit lianalumawig.com, or you can always DM me on Instagram at The Undercurrent Podcast. Take care, my friends, and see you next week.